You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hey, gang, this is the last show before the election. So I just wanted to get out there pre-show and remind everybody, please make a plan. Get out there and vote. Election is coming up rapidly. We will remind you later in the show, but make a plan and vote. Enjoy. This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Gang, let me tell you, it has just been a hell of a week. Craig has just done the most amazing things for for me. He rented a whole island for the podcast to go to. And you'll never believe this. He went, he got a hologram of everybody's flyers dad, Fred Shiro, Fred the Fog Shiro, to come and give me an inspirational speech. Craig, thank you so much. It's just all magical things you've done for me. That's just who I am. Steven and uh you're you know we we do this podcast every week and I'm like he might like the flyers so I thought of that and uh I uh put it together had a little bit of free time and uh yeah it was pretty cool uh he did Now there is a problem that the island that you rented it's haunted and we're recording there right now and the ghosts it's have not, not left news. me alone the entire time like I nah, I'm yes. pretty sure I saw an elevator full of blood no, you did. That's uh, that was part of the appeal. That's why I oh, I see. This. Yeah, that's why I ran out this island. It was a Halloween and, island. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, but like you said, you you said he liked it, and uh, you can't go back on that now. And uh, yeah, you're welcome. So it just, was a grand uh, gesture. Grand gesture. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. That's still that hologram is. I think that was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. That, that hologram. The the fucking. The I I swear to God, I, like everybody has always known the the Kardashians are obviously tone deaf and not at all <laughs> reality. But this week, it's never been like it's just bonkers. Where oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian is showing off. Yeah. 
and tweeting about like private islands to hang out with their friends while the rest of the world's dealing with the pan like people haven't seen their friends in months and kim kardashian's like i got an island for everybody and then and kanye's getting her fucking creepy ass holograms <laughs> of her dad which look like cgi characters like you remember that fucking final fantasy movie from a few years back it looks uh-huh. like oh, yeah. they pulled oh, him from god. that god it kind of does look like that yeah it's just not it's just not no thanks i don't know that just didn't look great but no, uh didn't. you know good for the kardashians that's i'm glad they're living their their best lives right now while we're all you know having a good time it's a good year it's we're, we're all having fun it's a good time it's a good time just we need to incorporate more holograms into everyday life no god can you imagine if the flyers just like they put like a fred shiro hologram out there they put like an ed snyder hologram to pump I've... everybody up before the game I feel like we're like I, in 2040. They're gonna have something where just they're gonna have like the pregame like hype up video is gonna be like holograms on the ice of like actual plays that have happened in Flyers history. Which right now, as I say it, it sounds pretty cool. But I want to see how it works out. See that that's almost a hologram I can get behind. That one is. I don't know about bringing back you know uh, like dead like family the, members to yeah address me and talk about cherished childhood memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they'd be. You know what? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't need that. I'll be honest. I don't know if that's for everybody else out there, but uh, I'll, I'll pass. I don't need. I don't need that hologram. <laughs> I don't think any of us need a hologram. No, no. That's my opinion. No, I'm it's, good. Uh... Yeah. What, what a time to be alive, folks! What a time to be alive! We are fully in off-season mode right now we don't know what the hell we're going to talk about this week but i'm excited to get into whatever the hell it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's not a lot of uh not a lot of major uh, news stories that broke but uh, i guess the biggest one we can talk about is just there's been a little bit uh that's come out about the upcoming 2020-21 season and that's uh maybe the main talking uh, thing right now i mean that's a, the main thing well there's one other one but it's it's a far less pleasant it's a far less pleasant topic and we'll talk about that later but oh god uh, yeah let's talk about the the i guess more po- it's more positive than the other major topic so wh- yeah. what's going oh, on yeah. what's what's the latest on when we can expect hockey to pick back up because to put this in perspective the nba right now is talking about this batshit crazy plan to just come and start on christmas which is just an insanely uh, short turnaround time good luck to you guys yeah and i think they are so we're, we're gonna um we're gonna mention that in a couple of little points here i was gonna talk about the uh uh this is from emily kaplan of vspn talking about uh, the upcoming season the nhl views it as an important objective to restore a normal cadence for the 2021-22 season uh is what bill daly told espn in an interview uh last week so or earlier today sorry uh, but that was what that was the first thing you and I said. Um, I think the episode we recorded the day they held the season was the rest of 2019-20 was going to be ugly. 2020-21 is going to be like, who the hell knows? And I think their goal is just to make sure that it's done sometime in like June or July and then they can ramp up all the offseason stuff and then hopefully get everything back into the swing of things on like October of 2021. Like, and I barely it's... want a regular season next year. In fact, oh, yeah. I, I'm, you know what? Can we just skip it and we'll just do a tournament from the beginning with every sure, team yeah. and just work our way yeah. up the bracket? Let's put, yeah. Also, the, I would love to do that just because those seven teams that haven't played in like a year would get absolutely smoked because they're already bad. 
And now they haven't been on the ice for like a year. You just throw them in like a one versus 30, two versus 29 type deal. And then all the teams just get ousted in like three games. Just get kicked out of here. But I, I yeah, um, I, it sounds like February is still, you know, I think that was, uh, it was Bill Foley that kind of let that cat out of the bag. And I think that that seems to be the target date because, um, according to Jeff Merrick, the OHL season starts on, is aiming to start on February 4th. And according to Darren Dreger, the AHL is aiming to start on February 5th. So it makes sense that that would also be where the NHL is heading. And also, I think they're pushing out this far ahead, too, I think, because they, they're they still waiting or hoping for some type, type of uh, vaccine in the near future. And then that would solve, once they get the vaccine, I think that solves a lot of the issues that some of these leagues are having because then you can just have fans back in arenas i would believe but that's uh i'd almost be more concerned because i've seen the great dr fauci has gone out there and said that you know he, he's not really expecting things to go back to normal in the the world really until 2022 so i don't oh, wow, know about, okay. i mean you'll probably be able to do limited fans but i mean it's not gonna be 100 for considering a while. yeah the, the sports elite will be amongst the first to get a proper vaccine. This is all fun political commentary for me, but yeah, it's <laughs> to be fair. I mean, at, at this point, just getting the players vaccinated, you know, I think is a, a big a factor not having to put them into a bubble situation because we just saw recently with the world series and MLB, just how hairy that could get oh, because baby. man, if the NHL wanted to look good in comparison to someone, baseball really just gave it to them on a tee. Oh, yeah. They, oh, hey, hey, oh, that's a, yeah. I know, I didn't, they, I wasn't even going for it, but I ended up there. I just ended there. up there. The, that's, it's true, though. The I mean, way I, that yeah. MLB handled the Justin Turner situation is just so abysmal. And I don't know if this is the Dodgers' fault, Major League Baseball's part, Justin Turner's fault, all of the above. Probably all of the above. But the fact that Turner went into the game, I think he had a... I, I think it was like an unclear test result. Yeah, it was inconclusive. Right? Yeah, It was an inconclusive test result. So, okay, I can kind of get letting him play that. But then they found out mid to late game, after he had been sitting on the bench with guys all game and going, you know, having at-bats and everything that he had tested positive, they pulled him from the game, which is the right thing to do. But then the Dodgers win, and they basically just came out and shrugged and said, well, he really just wouldn't listen to us and wanted to go out there, so we let him go out there. But the fact that he went out there is yeah. hugging guys, high-fiving guys, unmasked, and just like, whoo, is bad. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think the worst part is, is Coach Dave Roberts uh, is recovering from cancer, and... He's hanging out next to him unmasked, which is just so wildly irresponsible and just complete debacle. Yeah. It's, yeah, that was pretty insane last night, all that stuff. And honestly, like the NFL stuff is, uh, what was it, the Giants today? Somebody today had a positive test in their facilities and they didn't even like close it down. So the, the NFL is getting a little, uh, oh, the NFL does dicey not give a too. Shit. Yeah, the NFL feels like the league that they're just going to play through COVID. Like, they're going to have players just playing with it or something crazy. Like just that. rub some dirt but, on it. Uh, It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. That's how, yeah, that's how science that's works. That's also how they, <laughs> it's, it's how they treat concussions and it's how they treat COVID. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So, but compared to those leagues, the NHL, and again, looking for the next season too. I I think a lot of NHL players have come out and said they're not doing the bubble the whole year. Um, but the, uh, like, 
the way they're handling for next season already looks better than the NBA too. The NBA who's going to try and like force everybody back into the next season for December after, you know, going through everything in the bubble. And, uh, I mean, and the NBA did a great job with their bubble. Their bubble was very successful. Yeah, they did. And, yeah, they but the thing is, any... nobody wants to go back to a bubble for a full season. Yeah. It's just too much isolation and it's too many, uh, like, especially with the NHL players too. They got lied. They, they were lied to about what they were going to get once they actually got inside the bubble. So I don't think, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to fall for that again, it feels like. And also, they're going to have to do a lot more than just two bowls this time around if you're going to put the entire league, you know, on in a, into a schedule. And they have to figure out how to work that out. So I, I don't think the bubbles are realistic, and I ultimately don't think that's going to happen for the whole regular season. Maybe the postseason again, if they somehow talk them into that. But I don't know about uh, the whole regular season. Um, and then a couple of the other things from the Emily Kaplan piece today were uh, – Daly said that the seven teams that did not qualify for the 2020 postseason will likely get additional training camp time. Uh, and that is pretty helpful again because they haven't played since March, uh, which could be a pretty huge disadvantage once the next season rolls around. But again, they were the seven worst teams in the league. So what, what are we really missing? You know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> like, it's not like, you, you know, the Senators got Alex Gelchenyuk. So oh, watch out. Uh, Man, uh, re- the Red Wings with Bobby Ryan are just going to be a different yeah. team. Oh, they they settled that Tyler Bertuzzi arbitration case, so he's going to come out flying next year. Watch out for the Red Wings. That's what's going to happen. But that's uh, so that's going on for them. Uh, and then uh, Daly also shot down rumors that the 2020-21 season. Speaking of what you mentioned right off the bat, Steve, uh, season has to be done before the 2021 Olympics due to NBC's coverage of both. So he said that that's not true. That they have to work around NBC's schedule of the uh, Olympics coverage. So they should have some flexibility with that. But again, ideally, I don't think they want to be going too far into uh, the summer anyways, because I think to the the first point, I think they only wanted to have two seasons that were somehow messed up in terms of timelines when it comes to uh, the pandemic. But like you're saying, and again, right now, it doesn't look, I don't really know what the path is to normalcy. Uh, in regards to vaccination and getting people back into the uh, the arenas and everything, but uh, it doesn't feel close. So February seems like a safe, a little ways down the road. Figure out what's going on. Uh, I guess uh, point in time, but who knows? I mean, it was. I mean, if we remember correctly, it was December first was their original aim date for this upcoming season, and then Bettman announced it was going to be January first, and I believe that's still where it's at. But just the way the, the fact that the OHL and the AHL has been starting until early February and uh, the Golden Knights owner came out and pretty much just spilled the beans on a whole bunch of stuff that we wanted to hear. Uh, it, it sounds like early February is the ideal uh, target date now. Um, and then also on top of all this, the NHL has postponed the 2021 NHL Winter Classic, which was going to be the uh, Minnesota Wild against the St. Louis Blues at Target Field uh, in Minnesota where the Twins play. And then they also canceled the 2021 NHL all-star weekend i think we kind of oh, funny no. they just kept, the all-star like weekend. the <laughs> they just kept like the all-star weekend and they pretend like they just have voting for the all-star weekend but there's been no regular season and then they that they, they just had that they had like the uh the relay challenge and that was it everybody went home again for like months that was the only sports we had but uh those are the big there's the big updates from around the league so Listen, uh, i love me February. some skills i love me some skills competition so i'm in Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like the NHL skills competition. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let's just uh, watch Hardest Shot all day. Yeah, let's just do that for like six months. 
That's pretty good isolation. Nobody's going to be near each other. And then yeah. uh, we'll just but, do some really <laughs> funny stuff, like goalies do it. Hardest shot, but see what you can shoot through. Like, you start with, like, a styrofoam oh, wall, and then, you know, you keep working your way up until you're at a brick wall. <laughs> okay, so as is, like, again, I don't know if we can keep putting these ideas out on the podcast, because nobody pays us fucking money for our great ideas. I mean, we just gotta look at the flyers for that. So They never take the may... ideas we want, though. Like... They always slightly alter it so they don't have to pay us, which is like nobody wants Chucky trades. Everybody wants Chucky two trades, baby. I like and it, like yeah, that's yeah. So it's the spectrum room, not the disassembly room. Come on, exactly. It's the spectrum room. Yeah, Ugh, and that's come on. And the flyers need to learn that. And then they don't steal our like, best ideas. They don't steal. Uh, they don't steal our goal song idea. They don't steal. The <laughs> they really should though at this point. retro at this point retro jerseys. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, the fact that they haven't taken "Won't There It Is" as a goal song, considering you pretty much started a citywide, if not nationwide, pledge to get that to be the Flyers' goal song back 200 in twenty like, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So that, and also Kevin Hayes is just singing it randomly now. At games, and they're tweeting about Kevin Hayes singing it. So at this point, they're pretty much just bragging that they're not using it as the goal song. So I'm just offended by that. The Philadelphia Flyers continue to taunt Fly Purbly, and we will not stand for it. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. Let's finally take a stance right now. We're going to take a stance on this like Claude okay, Giroux yeah. took a stance yes. on the NHL Network and their fraudulent rankings. That was... I think it's funny you used uh, Claude and Fraudulent in the same sentence. But anyway, it's funny that we Ooh. both went for the same. <laughs> Claude. <laughs> really think... Oh, baby, there we go. But we both had the same segue, man. I just want people to know that so they don't give you credit for that by yourself. That was also my <laughs> idea. But you did. You wanted to put this on the outline, so you bring it up because the Drew action. The, uh, Drew I just enjoyed. Good. Yeah. I just enjoyed that the Claude uh, came in there with a little. Uh, with hmm. the little hot emoji action the the hoon guy but the the one with the little eyeglass on yeah the sherlock holmes and, yeah yes. wondering what's going on doing a nhl network nhl network coming in hot and this is not the first time that the the nhl has gone in there and and put out a list of like great players and not included a flyer you know it's it's just mm-hmm. what how it goes but uh nhl yeah, network tweet yeah. was the top defenseman in the nhl is blank let us know your choice and then they had a graphic that said, who is the top defenseman in the NHL right now? And Claude Giroux took umbrage with the fact that Ivan Provorov was not amongst the guys mentioned. Now, if this was a list of, say, I don't know, 10 players or so, I would get it. But this yeah. list has a shit ton of players and the graphic has two empty slots. They didn't even two fill the slots. entire box. Two empty slots. And by the way, I'm going to run through the names real quick. To me, there is one absolutely, like, Glaring mistake on here. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to pick up on it too. But Petrangelo, Burns, Kale McCarr, Charlie McAvoy, Dougie Hamilton, Drew Doughty, Eric Carlson, Jacob Slavin, John Carlson, John Klingberg, Chris Letang, Giordano, Heiskanen, Morgan Riley, P.K. Subban, Quinn Hughes, Roman Josie, Ryan Ellis, Ryan McDonough, Ryan Suter, Seth Jones, Shea Theodore, Shea Weber, Victor Hedman, Zach Warinsky. That was also just to prove to people that I can properly say their names. I just. You know, I, I'm goofy sometimes. But well also, done, Craig. what is well done. thank you? What is the one name that sticks out there that should not even be considered like the best defenseman right now? I mean, it ain't PK anymore. A couple that, years ago, go. sure. That's but, what I exactly mean... what it was. Yeah, and this is somebody who was pushing more for him to be traded here last year. But I mean, this year he was ass, and it's, he's not going to get better. 
I mean, but these 25 are all, names. you know, these are all like, you know, good defensemen. And a lot of them are great defensemen, but I think Provorov 100% belongs in the mix. I would take Provorov over half these guys. The fact, yeah, that's the thing is the fact he's not even in the mix. Like there are obviously guys I will. Like I'm not. I don't understand why they. But like, I don't understand why they didn't just include the, the best guys from each team. Yeah, no, that's like they just had to get two Blue Jackets in there and leave two slots open on their own graphic. (laughs) Yeah, that's just irresponsible graphicking. Come on. Yeah, that's really like you got 25 names. Why are you going nine, nine, and then seven? What is who? Who thought of that? Either go five and five, or I like I don't know. This is the worst way to do this. Or just have 27 names because you didn't number the, the options either. So nobody knows how many is on here. It's just sloppy. Oh, this all the box. Classic NHL network is just you know, just fucking, fucking slopping it up here. It's just absolutely terrible. <laughs> so that's my... I also saw the one thing I noticed, and I'm not going back and giving this guy any more uh, credibility. Somebody responded to that Giroux tweet and said that Pro Ralph's not even the best defenseman on this team, comma, man. And I'm like, who? Who? What? Who do you think is the best then? Who... <laughs> Like, I don't even I, know. Like I, you almost have an argument if Niskanen's still there, but yeah, like, yeah, like is it Phil like, Myers? I don't think he's ready for that yet. I don't know what he. I, I yeah, looking at the options, I don't know who he has in mind. It certainly is not Justin Ryan Braun. That's that's exactly right. Oh or wait, Robert I, you Ryan know, Braun. <laughs> you know who it is. It's a, a a member of the Hag Hitman. Yeah, I, I I assume that's where they're going with that. I think he would have chalked up Hag. But, like, even if you, like, uh, even if somebody said Sanheim, I'd still be like, you're kind of fucking insane. I think Sanheim <laughs> is probably the most talented offensively, but he, I don't know. I I think Pro Ralph's still a lot better. Or I, I I think he's better. Yeah, I think he's better. He's the That's best defenseman on the Flyers. Yeah, you use him in all situations, and he's not a defensive liability, and he eats a lot of minutes, and I like his mobility and his ability, uh, his play and transition, and I think he is like again. There's a bunch of names on that list that I just went over who like I, I would put above Provorov, but then a bunch of these guys I would say like it's a toss up. And if that's the thing, how is he not? How is he not in the running for top defenseman in the league now? Especially now because in the postseason he was on the top pair after the whole regular season. Him and Nisner were one of the better top pairs in the league, and then during the postseason. Niskanen was hot, sweaty ass. We all saw he sucked. And then he got suspended for a game. And the Flyers closed that out because Provorov played on the top pair. And uh, AV was just rotating like Braun and Myers in there. And with like patchwork, Provorov was able to help the Flyers close out the series. And like everybody saw that. Everybody was home. It's, it was in the pandemic. So that the fact that that didn't get him more, a little more national love, it's just. Uh, NHL Network knows how to push buttons, I think. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at here. Hot this, takes. Uh, this is going to piss off the Philly people. Hot from the, fresh from the hot takery. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, just hot off the hot off the press from the bakery of the hot takes. I don't know where I'm going with this. But the point is, Pro Ralph is one of the better defensemen in the league. Just all trolling Flyers fans. It's, it's always trolling Flyers fans at the end of the day. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, they know how to bread their butter. That's pretty much all they have to do now. They know everybody's say, just at home and pissed. Say, they know how to bread their butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know how to butter their bread. They know how to. They know how to bread their butter. I'm sticking with it. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going yeah. with it. They're fucking up, and I'm gonna fuck yeah, up. Yeah, wrap. Side, so yeah, wrap they know how a to... slice of bread around a, a whole <laughs> stick yeah, of butter, gotta, and that's a tasty treat right there. Get out some butter, warm it up just a little, get a whole loaf of bread, and then you pop that butter right in that bread, and you tell me you don't want to eat that. 
That's a theme song. But right actually, there. don't tell me that. Is that? <laughs> you stick the bread around the butter, then you pop it in your mouth. Yeah, we gotta we get Guy Fieri on this. Like, we're gonna call him up right we now. Really Guy Listen, he's yeah. he's got an episode of Triple D that is uh, with a great Philadelphia restaurant coming on tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Oh shit! Okay, I get going to Woodrow's. Love Woodrow's. All right, well, we got to check that out then and see what he had to say about Woodrow's. And I'm then, sure uh, he, see loves what kind of... he loves everything. Yeah, see what uh, type of, uh, you know, flames uh, button-up shirt he was wearing or like what type of uh, sunglasses he was wearing. We'll get the Fiat rundown uh, tomorrow. I will give show. you the whole rundown next week. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. But no, I, I'm excited he's going to Woodrow's just because Woodrow's is a, a terrific Philadelphia restaurant. I actually am going to... I used to go there with my old job quite a bit, and I'm going to miss having that right around the workplace. Of course, I've been working from home, so, you know, I have nothing yeah. around the workplace currently, but. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. My lunches are usually, you know, two feet from my desk <laughs> <laughs> or at my desk often. Yeah, there's not really a. Do you ever go out, though? You ever uh, get a little delivery at lunch? Oh, yeah. To spice it up? Yeah. What was the last one you got there? Let's break this down. Let's talk food. Last week I went out and I got, was it last week or two weeks ago? A couple weeks ago I went out and I got, there's a place in, another good place in South Philly called uh, Mike's Barbecue. And I went and I got a super fat ass McRib sandwich from him. Oh, God damn. They do their own McRib. God damn. It's tremendous. It's, It's so good. It sells out like that when they have it. You know, I think uh, I've had pulled pork once or any kind of. Yeah, I've had like pork once since uh, since the gout diagnosis. So uh, I, I just miss food. See, so anytime you want to talk about food, you go ahead and lay it on me. Oh uh, man, I'll listen to that. You haven't been yeah. you haven't been going to the deli getting that uh, those chicken livers since. Yeah, since I haven't been doing that. Kids. I've been doing the Bobby Hill. Yeah, Bobby Hill. <laughs> I've been doing that. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby! Yeah, no, I've just Bobby. Been, uh, yeah, my foot's a real asshole when it comes to that stuff. So uh, yeah, my foot's a real. Uh, that's that should be the name of your biography. Your autobiography. Yeah. My foot's and a real the asshole. Forward, and then when I and I'm just like when it comes to writing, I know how to bread my butter. So that's uh, that's what the opening. And then uh, I know how to push the boat. Yeah, <laughs> all the other things I've completely fucked up on this show. All Whatever. right, I I think the listeners are demanding this is an entire book of Craigisms. <laughs> fuck i and the worst part is people know i have free time right now because there's nothing like there's i there's mean got a little bit, yeah there's nothing going on so uh, that's your uh, somehow i manage <laughs> yeah that'll be the equivalent of that i wonder if somebody's actually had to have written that right like a well, some, somehow i manage somehow i manage is the uh michael scott book no no, no but i mean right right but i mean like somebody's had to like some super hardcore fan has had to have like written well maybe not like written that actual book or like i don't know never mind forget it forget it i'm gonna write the entire book of craigisms no of of the michael scott uh somehow I'm oh like, I'm... like as a joke like all mine yeah. yes because they're office There's some reddit yeah written everything yeah. yeah exactly yeah or like the uh yeah uh <laughs> what's the uh midnight oh my god i'm blanking on the threat right level now. midnight threat level midnight yeah so they probably have like a full feature film somewhere of that too I mean, they did a whole a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah, they they got fuck they did. Yeah, uh, the uh, Michael Scorn dance. The uh, do the. Scorn. I'm surprised that's not. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not more places. I feel like that should be like. Uh, I'm gonna do that at my wedding. Like, fuck yeah, yeah. All right, so like it needs to be. Yeah, you get that going, and then that'll take off on social media, and then I don't have to worry about it. So, I'm also 
not worried about these prospect stats. Steve, don't know why. Attaboy. Yet, but uh, there's a thank you. There's a bunch of prospect stats, and there's a uh, World Junior Championship news. And uh, for the Flyers, uh, the Canada Canada put out their uh, World Junior uh, Championship selection camp uh, roster. A bunch of players are invited, and uh, the Flyers have Tyson Forster, the first year first round pick this year, and uh, Mason Millman, who went in last year's draft. Uh, the that's Millman the always scores uh, we'll twice. Have the, uh, chance to uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> chance to make the team not definitely on the uh the roster yet but uh mason millman was kind of a surprising name uh, and again it's not certain that either of them will make it but millman who uh didn't really come in with the uh sexiest numbers a lot of fanfare after the 2019 draft had a pretty solid 2019-20 um ohl season uh with the spirit so he uh see if he makes it but again flyers uh prospect pool is a lot of uh defensemen that two-way defensemen or guys that are able to generate a lot of offense and Millman seems like another not offensive oriented but a, a little bit better of a two-way guy a little bit better in his own zone so um yeah uh and then the tournament itself the uh we'll start with 10 exhibition games between December 20th and 23rd uh with the first real games coming on Christmas and uh for the WJC the two groups are group A which features uh Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia and Germany and then Group B is USA, Russia, Sweden, Czech Republic, and Austria. Uh, Emil Andre also made the Swedish uh, camp, uh, World Junior Championship uh, selection camp. So he could also be on Sweden's uh, World Junior Championship team. Uh, and again, we'll know more. These camps will take place, and then we'll find the, we'll figure out the final rosters sometime probably in early December. And, uh, of course, we'll update you with that then. And I figured since there is not a lot of hockey news at the moment, uh, for the Flyers, I'd run through the prospects that are currently playing uh, around uh, around the globe, pretty much. And uh, to start off, there's no AHL. Uh, OHL isn't going, so Tyson Forrester, Zade Wisdom, and Mason Millman, who we just mentioned, aren't going to... They haven't played yet this season. More time uh, to figure w- out how to skate. Yeah, 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 there you go. Uh, get in there, Forrester. And then uh, WHL, league said that they will start on January 8th. I believe I saw that today, so no... Connor McLennan and Roddy Ross, Roddy Rose, uh, updates. Roddy, Roddy Rose. <laughs> and then uh, NCAA looks like I saw a couple. It looks like the NCAA is starting up on November thirteenth. And then when I was looking at the schedule, it looked like no actual game started till the twentieth. But point is, they haven't started yet. It's going to be starting up in a couple of weeks, and uh, so that means there's no updates on Cam York, sophomore, who will be uh, a sophomore at Michigan. Bobby Brink is going to be a sophomore at Denver. Uh, Ronnie Adder, who's a sophomore at uh, Western Michigan University. Bryce Brodzinski at Minnesota. Jay O'Brien, uh, who will be joining Boston University after he had that year in the BCHL. If you remember the year after he was drafted, uh, he had injury and ice time issues at Providence, and then he had to go to the uh, BCHL. And now he's back. He's going to be with BU once the season starts. Uh, Jack St. Ivany, junior, who's going into his junior year at Yale. Gavin Hain, junior year at UND. And then Noah Cates, who's a junior at Minnesota Duluth. So what we do have, uh, and we're starting off, we have the stats for Elliot DeNoyers, who who came up with that fucking nickname. Uh, Uncle Twan said DeNoyers Destroyers. Yeah, and I I think I called him DeNoyer the Destroyer on uh draft day but uh and i oh, also, did you? Okay. <laughs> and i responded to uh uncle twan said with with uh george thorogood and the the, the, the day noyers <laughs> yeah that is the i just yeah. that's a, that is so close to being a just legendary 
name right there. I mean, it's pretty great already, but it is just yeah. so close to Destroyer, which is I, I, that's got to be like you know if it they end be. up calling him Destroyer. That's a great hockey nickname right there. I mean, if you come away with a draft with a guy's name like Zade Wisdom, last name Wisdom, and then Destroyers, same draft, and you only have five picks, that's that's good drafting. I don't even care how good those players are. That's just a Listen, good draft right there. If you're ever unsure, Chucky, two trades, if you never, you know, if you're on the fence about who to draft, call us up, read the names that you're thinking about, <laughs> we will pick the best name for you. While we're on the clock, just give us a little dial. Just hit us up, hit us up on the horn. That's all you have to do. It's like and, phone uh, a friend. Out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. we just filled we'll, Middleby uh... on the line, you know. <laughs> who, who are you gonna call Chucky Two Trades? Who like it was Regis, and then there was like the Meredith Vieira uh, era, and then I think they did like fucking. Then they have they didn't have Drew Carey. They had somebody else on there. Uh, I think they're bringing it big. back with like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Oh, oh, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, ABC that that checks out. But I was a big fan of the old one. Uh, the one with Regis where you just yell at people to like do 50-50 or call a friend. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. There's four choices. <laughs> Make a decision. You got B and D in 20 seconds. Let's go. I just like, like still yelling at somebody <laughs> who just picked up a phone. They're like, I'm eating dinner. So I, I don't know. Uh, but the audience I, says this. <laughs> do you trust them? <laughs> uh, Elliot Day Noyers, uh, who we dunked on thoroughly uh, the day he was drafted because his stats in the QMJHL sucked. But this year, he has joined the Halifax Mooseheads, who are pretty good at hockey. And it turns out he might be good at hockey, too, because he has 12 points in eight games. Oh, wow. Six goals in eight games. Six goals in 25 shots, so he's shooting 24%. But he had 11 goals and 24 assists for 35 points in 61 games last year at the Moncton Wildcats. He's now tied for six in the QMJHL with 12 points. He's got six goals in eight games so far after having 11 goals in 61 last year. So Hell yeah. Maybe he just has like a crazy PDO filled year and he gets like 40 goals and then Chucky looks like a genius, which uh, whatever about that. But uh, looking at his uh, schedule uh, so far, he has three two-point games and then uh, he scored four goals and seven shots in a 10-2 win over the Cape Breton uh, Eagles. So uh, I'm going to play defense, the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> that's used for a multitude of uh, Eagles. There you go, for there. Uh, Igor, Igor Sergiak uh, had one goal and one assist of four ah, so Toriaville Tigers. Yeah, also forget that whole thing I said about pronouncing names with the uh, defenseman. Uh, he had 25 goals and 65 points in the QMJHL his rookie season. Uh, and then he only had 16 goals last year. But uh, all to an all right start so far this year uh, in minimal action. Uh, go on over. If you make me think about a duck in knight's armor, then you're you're doing something right. <laughs> you're too, yeah. And I had, I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was ducking with the duck for a little bit there because he had that monster rookie season, and then uh, he kind of fell why. off. <laughs> he got me with that one. You got me. With <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. It was really random, and uh, but it, yeah, I got you. So uh, the duck, yeah, he's uh, the talking. No, I, I got nothing anyway. SHL. Uh, Emil Andre, uh, two assists, two pims, and a minus four rating in eleven games. With HV seventy one, uh, zero points in ten games last year in the SHL. So what happens in the shitty hockey in, uh, league? <laughs> That's right. He's uh, blocked four it's shots. A controversial name. He's been uh, on the ice for four HV seventy one goals and nine opponents goals, uh, averaging eleven fifty eight of ice time. Uh, lowest average of HV seventy one's regulars on the blue line. Also on the SHL is uh, Adam Yinning, who has one assist in ten games with Fargerside BK. Four pims, seven shots on goal, one hit, and six block shots while averaging a low B607 
of ice time. So I don't know why he's getting so little ice time because he's also not being loaned to that club, which as you'll see with a couple other of these guys, uh, that definitely does impact how much ice time they're seeing uh, because they're being used as possibly like the 11th or 12th forward or like the 6th or 7th defenseman. But Ginning's been a part of, uh, he's been in the SHL for a bit now. So only getting six minutes a night is uh, not great. Uh, Ali Lixil, uh, again, amazing name. That would have been Chuck Fletcher pick. Uh, Six-round pick in 2017. Yeah. Uh, four points, uh, two goals on 10 shots and two assists in 11 games for the same club as Yinning. Uh, eight, uh, eight block shots, averaging 12.42 ice time. And again, 13th highest average among forwards on the team. Um, Samuel Urson has won three of his seven starts with Brennan's IF, posting a 903 save percentage and 310 GAA. Going over to the KHL. Where they, uh, I'm not going to say they're getting infected, but they're filled with the germ, uh, who has three points in 14 games with HK Soshi. One goal and 13 shots on goal for the germ. 35.9 faceoff percentage while averaging 13.50 ice time. So, uh, would like to see a little bit. He's Ruby numbers. right now. This, this is full Ruby, actually. He's being Ruby, yeah. We, these are Ruby numbers. I mean, this is, uh, this is a guy that got his lunch stolen at. At school every day, just uh, hand it to them. So, like 35.9 on the faceoffs over in the KHL, where I don't know if they actually show effort. Like, that's also not great either. So, uh, Maxim Shushko, uh, 2017 fourth round pick, on loan with Dynamo Minsk, one goal and seven shots in 11 games so far, as well as eight penalty minutes and a 42.9 faceoff percentage, averaging 12.39 ice time each week. So, all these guys, I mean, not those two it. really, not yeah, those two Maximum really <laughs> should not have been. Uh, yeah, those guys, uh, ice time should be pretty lowly because, again, they are loaned out to those KHL clubs. And they are playing. Like, they, I, this is kind of ideally what you want Rubsoff to be playing is over in a league, a competitive league against actual, like, not in the AHL or anything, but, uh, like, I guess right You want to see him, like, considered. against competitive hockey players. and Yeah. And, no, but you like, want to see him putting up numbers. Somebody. Like, uh, yeah. He's got to be. No, he should be putting up better numbers on it. Might Robey, been, I think, has better numbers than him right now. So that should speak. That should tell you what's going on. Yeah, it speaks volumes right there. It might have been Charlie's interview with uh, Brent Flar, where he was just saying, like, you want to see guys like absolutely crush in certain situations, just put up like huge numbers before they they make the leap. And like, this is mm-hmm. a situation where you want to see Rubes off at least like at least put up decent numbers. Like, you know, I'm not asking for a point per game, but at least get somewhere close to it. And he's not even yeah coming close yeah that's the thing is it, it you shouldn't be under it like at this point where where he is it feels like he shouldn't be under a half point per game in the khl where like like <laughs> nigel dolls and like guys like that have been fucking cleaning up for years now and it's not like you should be able to put up points in the khl yeah really what it comes down to and they don't play defense there yeah, and on the other end, uh, if you're a goalie, like, say, Ivan Vedatov, who is a 2015 seventh-round pick for the Flyers and has indefinite rights, so he will eventually one day replace Valerie Vasiliev in my uh, annoying joke that nobody likes. Uh, he has a 4-2-1 record in seven games of Tractor Chelyabinsk while posting a 940 save percentage and 1.71 GAA. Hell Get yeah. him over here. Let him back up uh, for Hart. Let uh, Elliot just sit in the press box and eat some pretzels. So that's... <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know if he's ever going to come over, though. I mean, they, again, they got a couple goalies in the pipeline right now. We talked about a couple goalies in the pipeline, yeah. Rowdy, then, Rowdy Ross, and we got little Usti Vert, and we yeah, got a lot going Oosti on. Vert, and I have Oosti to say, Vert. regarding, uh, you know, I have to say, Indefinite Rights, by the way, is my favorite Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> you thought you were going to give up on these rights? Well, guess what? 
they're indefinite. And then he just Blam! shoots at that boat or something. Yeah. Uh, the next one, and thinking about the goalie pipeline, uh, this guy is, I think, I, he might be a little bit higher than Fedotov just because it seems like there's a chance he would come over. But uh, playing in the Liga is Matash Tomek, uh, the sixth number goalie. Uh, 2015 third round pick. Again, indefinite rights because he went from UND to the USHL, and now he's playing over in the Liga. Uh, but he's got a 905 save percentage and 2.77 GAA in five games so far this season over in Finland. Uh, and bouncing around now because there's not a lot of guys left uh, playing collectively in the same leagues. Over in the Czech Tipsport Extra Liga, uh, David Kasha is on loan with HC Energy Karlova Vara, and he has three assists and is minus two in four games. And then the last... Oh, no, two more leagues here. Um... Uh, Hockey Allsvenskin, uh, Felix Sandstrom, and Marcus Westfall are over there, as well as Linus Hogberg. Uh, Sandstrom is on loan with Vostrovix IK, as well as Westfall. And uh, Sandstrom is 0 3 and 1 with a 9.37 save percentage and 2.64 GAA. Doesn't so seem like those losses Vostrovic's... are the cat's fault. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what are the Vostrovix doing in the offensive zone? Are they just like throwing it over the glass? Like, how do you. I don't know. All right. And then Marcus save Westfall. Save the Sandcat. Save the Sandcat. <laughs> Yeah, save Sandstorm. Uh, Mark's I feel like Esham. I want. I forgot we called him Sandstorm. If we're not going to get uh, Wump, there it is. The least they can do is each time Sandstorm makes a, a save in the NHL, they start blaring Sandstorm over the uh, over the the PA system. Esham makes a save. So if I get to go to a Flyers game and I hear Sandstorm like twenty seven times in a night, I'll, I'll be happy then. If that if they're not going to give us Wump, there it is. That's my trade off. You're made flyers. Uh, Marcus Westfall has two goals on 13 shots with the same club, four penalty minutes, and he's averaging 14.27 average ice time, which is the uh, 12th highest ice time for the whole team. And then uh, Hoberg is also in that league. He's with HC Vida Haston. He has three assists, eight shots on goal, and six pims, averaging 18.37 night uh, so far in eight games. The 18.37 is the second highest ice time among D men on that club. So Hoberg, I mean, he's actually. Some of these guys look to be or sound like they're being like lightly used by the team they've been loaned out to or the team they're with. And then it sounds like Hogberg's doing pretty damn well with the team he's with in the hockey Elsvenskin. Again, he should be kind of doing a little bit better. That's uh that's uh, sort of the second tier league and he's been doing fine in the SHL, so That's what you expect from the Hog. Yeah, exactly. He he should be hogging the uh the point totals and oh, oh, so, there you go. You. That was a bad one, yeah. Belarusian Extra League A is where uh, Lil Uti Vert is. Uh, Kirill Ustamenko, the 2017 third round uh, goalie selection of uh, Ron Hexler. He's on loan with HK Gommel. Uh, 9-10 save percentage, 2.50 GAA in a pair of games for Kirill. So that is running through the prospects. Uh, just letting you guys know what's going on with the kids, uh, both here and over in Europe. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, that might be the same group we're hearing about for the next couple weeks uh until the ncaa gets started up and uh until you know actual news starts happening again um, enjoy babysitting but, uh, with greg forsyth <laughs> i guess and see we're gonna, we're gonna do one more the, the last serious thing we have before we start uh bringing it down a little with uh, some more jersey talk hashtag jersey talk um arbitration cases so i was just gonna run through these again real quick and again the flyers don't have any cases but it is some news going on right now. So uh, of all the cases so far around the league, only one has gone to a hearing. And that was, as I, for some reason, mentioned earlier, Tyler Pertuzzi uh, going uh, for an arbitration case 
Red Wings wanted to pay him one year, $3.15 million. Bertuzzi wanted one year, $4.25 million. He was awarded one year at $3.5 million. Uh, and then all these other signings happened over the last week and came before their scheduled hearings. Connor Brown stays with the Senators three years, $3.6 million a year. Linus Allmark with the Sabres, one year, $2.6 million. Sam Reinhart with the Sabres, one year, $5.2 million. Jake Vertanen with the uh, Canucks, two years, $2.55 million a year. Joshua Hosang stays with the Islanders for one year, seven hundred k. I don't know why. If I was hosting, I think I'd want to be out of there by now. But Devin Tays stays with the Avs for four years, 4.1 mil a year. Gustav Forsling stays with Hurricanes, one year, 700K. Victor Olsen with the Sabres, two years, 3.05 mil. Aiden Fleury with the Hurricanes, two years, 1.3 mil. And then Chris Tierney stays with the Senators for two years, 3.5 mil a year. Uh, and next week, uh, uh, the next two cases are Warren Fogle and the Hurricanes on November 4th and Ryan Strom and the Rangers on November 5th. So we should, those cases should be determined by the next time we record, I believe. Uh, Steve, I don't think we're going to be recording on Tuesday next week. I think we're, do, I think we're doing Tuesday next, or uh, no, Thursday no, next week. No, yeah. no, heavy drinking is what's on yeah, the forecast. Tuesday for is going to be, uh, it's and not going to be a things, whole lot of sobriety that night. Yeah. If things go poorly on uh, Tuesday, you, you might hear Burp and Steve for Thursday's episode. We'll oh, see what happens. Yeah, we'll it might just be a two-day bender. but we'll... Yeah, it's going to be not, not a good time. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, but I am staying optimistic on this front. Now, before we get into the silly stuff, I did actually want to bring up, I, I know you had this set for around the league. Oh yeah, no, we, we I, can talk about it. I wanted to dedicate a little more time than just kind of throwing it on the end. And I also wanted like smooth sailing for the rest of the podcast. So no, yeah, I really okay. yeah, yeah. wanted to just discuss this issue here. So I had mentioned earlier that there was a bigger issue in the hockey world this week. And unfortunately it's a, a pretty shitty issue. It came up. So the Coyotes in the recent NHL draft uh, drafted uh, Mitchell Miller, who, if you hadn't heard of him before the past week, nobody could blame you. He was a fourth round pick by the Coyotes. And a, a, an article came out from AZ Central, Arizona Central, where it came out that Miller had admit uh, so four years ago miller admitted in an ohio juvenile court to bullying isaiah meyer meyer crothers who was tricked into licking a candy push pop that miller and another boy had wiped in a bathroom urinal meyer crothers had to be tested for hepatitis hiv and stds but the test came back negative according to a police report consistently called him the n-word and hit him something confirmed by classmates of both so I'm just I, reading I the, don't, the highlights here. Yeah, I don't but, know if like, you mentioned... Did you mention that Isaiah Meyer Crothers was black? I don't know if you, I don't uh, know if you that. Not only is Isaiah Meyer Crothers black, but he also had a learning disability, so he's developmentally four years behind his peers. So yes. Mitchell yes. Miller was essentially... And I'm going to say was, but you know, probably is, but uh, I'm not going to yeah. make those assumptions, but... Mitchell Miller did some really shitty things and he was a bully and a racist back in this is middle school. This happened in. Yeah, I think so. 2016. So that would be around. It's just unbelievably shitty things that he did. And, you know, when Isaiah Meyer Crothers and his family saw that he'd been drafted in the NHL, they were just completely shocked. I would highly recommend reading up on this and reading the 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 central piece if you haven't already, but yeah. They really outline everything about the whole situation. But, I mean, yeah, Steve laid it out pretty much. And the whole thing was 
the uh i mean the push pop thing was really the i mean all of it is fucking terrible uh on top of the whole push pop situation apparently he consistently called uh, meyer crothers the n-word and would hit him and that's something that's been confirmed by a bunch of classmates and like people like other students at the school so again didn't like a lot of racially charged bullshit, and also this poor kid is development developmentally four years behind. So he's picking on literally the most vulnerable person at that school. Yeah, and it's the bullying, whole thing. It's racism. Yeah. It's just it's all atrocious. And I, I mean, it came out, and I, the Coyotes at first really tried to have this stand that well, you know, he's he's grown up a lot, and we're gonna help him learn to be a better person. And then today they just said, "Fuck it." And gave up his rights entirely. Yeah. No, they, which they should have, because nobody wants that fucking bullshit. Like, nobody... This guy... And the, the other thing to remember with this whole situation is... Apparently, he, he to this day, has not reached out to Meyer Crothers or the, Meyer Crothers' family to issue an apology, or at least pretend to have an apology. And then he also went ahead and he said he, like... Sent letters to every other NH- or every NHL team, like apologizing for the incident, right? So like yeah. he, so he took the time to, just, yeah, to try and clear his what, good name to every team in the NHL, but yeah, not but to reach out to the person he, he tortured and acted like a you know treated like a subhuman. I I just yeah. it's unbelievable. Like he yeah. he he just did everything in his own self interest and didn't yeah. and try to like, own up to his mistakes and and be a better person. He just and look they're. they're there is no excusing what he did, but he didn't come out and try to make it right in any way. He just tried to be like, well, you know, I'm better than that now. That was a while ago. It's fine. Yeah. Like the, he just, cause what could have happened was he could have just issued a bullshit apology and then everything would have been fine for him. And that the whole situation still would have been fucked because there's no reason the coyote should have taken this guy in the first place, because this apparently has been out there. And I think I saw something like a third of the NHL teams took them off their like prospect list, list once they started like hearing about everything that happened. And I think the Coyotes thought they would just take this guy in the fourth round. Nobody would do check up on it or anything. And then maybe he becomes beneficial for them in the NHL. But like he, this guy hasn't changed. I mean, come the fuck on. What, what's happened in his life from torturing this poor kid to getting drafted by an NHL club has taught him, hey, maybe you should quit being a dickhead. Like, maybe you should actually start thinking about what you're doing and not just fucking pick on, like, the person who, who can't help what's going on in their life. Like, there's no reason he should have been doing any of There's no reason anybody should be doing any of this shit. But you can see, obviously, that he... There's just... Something's not right there. Like, he just... He's either extremely racist or like he just doesn't give a fuck about any of this like he just doesn't care about anybody i mean the whole situation is terrible i mean he's saying hateful things he's treating somebody just insanely hateful and then he's just doing downright malicious nasty things like they try to just chalk it up to to high school middle school bullying you know just like boys will be boys but this is well beyond this that that is a malicious evil thing to do to somebody yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking idiots out there who are like already talk chalking us up as like oh well they ruined his life because now he's not a part of the coyotes franchise it's like well, fuck him maybe he shouldn't have been a big asshole like his entire life in middle school and just dunking on this kid like this 
this is one of those things that it's not like there's no misinterpretation here. That's this isn't like a hearsay incident that happened one time like 15 years ago, and oh, we don't know, but we assume he did it. This is went the fucking court. It went to Ohio Juvenile Court for bullying, and like this is where the the records are coming from and everything. Yeah, so this happened. It's there no, is no piece denying of shit. it. Yeah. So and I don't. I'm sure he can change down the line. I'm telling you right now, that kid that was handed everything to him in middle school and high school and then got selected by an NHL team went, you know what? I should reach out to that guy that I harassed and definitely altered his life forever. I should go do that. But he didn't do that. Like yeah. he's he's he needed to learn he needed to learn a lesson. I don't know what else to say. That feels like he it feels like a fair trade off that if that's the way you're gonna be used out in society, you don't really get the privilege of being, you know, loved on the ice. I think that's the way to look at it. and Well, absolutely. And also the, the chance to, you know, make a ton of money to play a game, which is, yeah. I, I think, something that, you know, a ton of people want to do. And it's a dream of a ton of people. But it just you acting like total human garbage, you you squandered that chance because you just, yeah. you couldn't treat somebody like a human being and and own up to your mistake and just, it, 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 but I, I, I get the impression it was not something he truly regretted beyond a uh, no, career opportunity, you know, like he, yeah, no, he, I he didn't attempt to do the right thing. He just attempted to go to NHL teams and say, well, you know, I'm better now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he doesn't actually care about what he did. It's really just, yeah, it's all about, it's all about image. It's just, this is, uh, I mean, it, this should hopefully be the start of. This is, I, I I don't want this to come out the wrong way. This incident happening, I think, might be one of the better things in terms of shaking like the the foundation of like hockey culture. Because this, I mean, now he's pretty much fucked up his chances of being in the NHL now, or yeah. at least you would hope he has. And it's not. This isn't like a. This isn't a subject, subjective thing. This guy fucked up. And hopefully situations like this, I don't say hopefully situations like this happen more because then there's going to be some poor kid that was getting picked on. But like, I'm hoping that younger players can can take a lesson from this to treat people better. But I don't want people to do it just for the sake of, you know, well, I got to think about my NHL career. No, you you shouldn't treat anybody like this. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's just about being a normal. (laughs) It's like, but let alone somebody that is the same. Yeah. Right, but, but let alone somebody that's like somebody that has these disabilities and somebody that I I just I can't get over the stuff that he did and said to this poor kid and again just didn't seem to it's feel the, remorse for something that he went out and right. did like it's I get that's really the thing I'm I can never on. fathom how people treat other people like this and it because that's just not the kind of person I am and I just don't understand how people do that and it just is so sickening to me yeah it's insane i mean like yeah i mean that push pop thing is a whole fucking thing that's that's a lot of time effort and then just downright like just being cruel so and uh, there's constant racism like what yeah oh no i mean that's this is just a few years ago like this isn't this isn't yeah, well, something you could say, well, this happened in the 60s or something, you know, like, which is also not good, but yeah, it's, not it's idea. but I, I there's no excuse like for time ago. frame. This is a couple years ago. Yeah. Like I saw something that was like, even as recently as like two years ago, I thought I saw something about like him just kind of like throwing that word around, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, 
All right, man. It's you. I don't know. It's all. Yeah, that's a that's. I guess that is the really crazy part. Is like the push pop is the big fucking like anecdote, but on top of it, he was routinely just being abusive and like racist. So he doesn't. All I'm gonna say is I am happy that the Flyers picked Zade Wisdom and the fucking Coyotes picked this loser. So I'm I'm fine with I'm I'm glad with the Flyers prospect stories of somebody who's actually working his ass off to support his family and not this fucking putz who uh you know gonna be pumping gas somewhere in like three years. So uh yeah, let's move on from that. Or, uh, well, I wanna, mean, no, yeah. I I just wanted to to say like you know it's this is when we're talking about hockey needs to be better. Hockey culture needs to be better. This is exactly what we're talking about. This kind of shit. So we can all do better when people yes. act this way. We need to call them out on their shit and not, I, I, it's, it's inexcusable. We don't have to stand for it. Fuck people like this and yeah. hockey. Let's do better. Let's be better. Let's be in the actual inclusive game that we really want to be. All right. Well said. Yeah, no, it's true. They really should be. And I think uh, um, the HGA, the Hockey Diversity Alliance, like came out and pretty much called out the Coyotes for like telling them to sign the, like, their pledge now because this is a pretty big... Uh, it was a terrible gaffe. I, I, like, they, knew, they knew who they were drafting. So like the Coyotes are at fault here too. And they ultimately made the right decision. But that also came a day after they were like talking about the idea of like like parading him around as like a, the second chance guy being like, Oh no, he's learned. And then like, you know, I no, I no, know. he's a good boy now. He's learned yeah, it's like, lessons. Oh, he's fine. Yeah. It's like, well, no, I don't just think he has. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he might be playing in the bottom six in like three years. Right. So well, it's very you traded away all your, you know, first, what they didn't have a draft pick for the first three rounds. He was, he was their pick, first so one. Yeah. And the fourth that was round. this, them trying to be sneaky and sly and get away with something. Uh, and they got yeah. their shit called out on them. So yeah, good yeah, journalism yeah. on, you know, actually yeah, unveiling this. So, uh, you know, bravo to AZ Central. And uh, was this because uh, his uh, Isaiah's family came forth and said something about it? I, I, I that part I do not know. I mean, just um, even having I mean, the courage to speak up. I mean, you know. I think it's been it, a thing. It was a thing that was out there, I think. I saw, I saw somebody saying that J.D. Burke wrote about it for Elite Prospects, but it was behind. Uh, a paywall and also again these are i, I mean like you, you know about the history of players before you draft them like if if a kid was going to juvenile court i feel like it would be like you you, you would probably know about that like you they always like they always talk like the build families and that shit too so i, I don't know like i i feel like they that there was no they can't play oh what this had like they they knew it i how I don't know if Isaiah reached, Isaiah's family reached out to him now to answer your original question before I went on like a tie right there. But no, I, okay. I really don't know what started. I mean, it. Yeah. regardless, you know, I'm glad the light was was shed on this issue. Oh yeah, no, I am too. Yeah, I need yeah. to say. But let's let's all be better. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Let's not let racism stand. Let's not let bullying stand, and let's not pick on people less fortunate who have uh, disabilities like this. Just yeah. be better people. Be good people. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah. I mean, all of it's sickening. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! 
What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah. On a completely, to just do a complete 180 here. Actually, it's maybe a 360 and then a 180, just twirling, twirling, twirling. Good old 540 Opposite end, yeah, five four. Let's call it that. Opposite end of the spectrum. It's Halloween coming up this week, Craig. It's Halloween coming up, and oh, you whoa, wanted whoa, whoa, to whoa. talk. I do. I do. Well, we do. You want to talk jerseys real quick? I have the jerseys lined up. Okay, we fine. have jersey talk. You do. Fine. We can I mean, do jersey talk. I I had spun, and you said. Well, we can do candies. All right, no, no, no. no. Let's. Candies. I just ruined your segue. Let's do candies. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't come with a ranking for him. I just want to talk about candy. Was all. Uh, Sour Patch Kids, they're pretty good. Um, Hershey's Cookies <laughs> and Cream. That's another good I was going to say, one. I don't even know if I'm going to be like, because normally you buy the big bag of candy, right? And then, you know, you eat half of it as you're giving it out and everything. I don't even know if I'm going to give out this year with everything going on. Like, if I do, I'm going to build like a big barrier wall, maybe some plexiglass. Like, if I get a full penalty box set up to give out candy. I'll do that. I was thinking about just putting it in like a lacrosse stick and flinging it at kids. <laughs> just pegging kids down. Yeah, that'd be pegging kids down. Just huh? wigging candy at kids. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Sounds like a pretty good Halloween to me. As long as you're socially distanced, I think you're allowed to lacrosse shoot, you know, candy at kids. I think I'll do it from my upstairs window. I, I'll i bet you dollars to donuts those kids will gladly get hit in the face with some pink starburst. And then you can be, you hit them in the face with like five of them. They're not going to complain about it. So I, I think you should test the waters, see what it's all about. Now, Craig, I noticed you're going, you're primarily going for fruit candies here. Are you uh, more of a fruit candy guy? Fruit candy? I mean, the second one was Hershey's Cookies and Cream. I don't know. Uh, if, I didn't uh, hear the Hershey's. I, I'm yeah, sorry, the, I ignored that one. I just I'm flat out ignored of, that one. But you went with I Sour forgot. Patch Kids and the Pink Starburst, which of course are the, the only acceptable star. No, not the only ones. But Actually, I mean, we can do that since I was ranking the Starburst flavors. I mean, pink is obviously number one. Obviously. If, and then red. If, yeah, no, I think that's true. And then, I mean, it's orange and then yellow, right? Yes. 
That's like the, I think that's a universal. Is that like the only candy universally that everybody just agrees on the flavors? I'm some I'm psychopaths out there don't have pink pink at the top. Like nobody can agree on yeah. nobody can agree on which M and M's they like, but I think most of us can agree on <laughs> the Starburst order. Actually. Who uh, uh, didn't Van Halen used to have like in their uh, their rider that like they only could have green M and M's? I think it was brown. Brown. Oh, okay, that's what I was about. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, R.I.P. Uh, Eddie Van Halen. R.I.P. Yeah, I was just yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to think of like, what like what are your top five candies right now? I don't even know. I haven't had. Candy I mean, my number one's always Reese cups. I, I just a uh, Reese cup monster. Reese's cup gold are pretty cold. Are pretty. They're they're pretty tough to beat. Reese cup pretty. any temperature. You could squirt it, melt it <laughs> out of the packet into my mouth, and I will eat it. I I don't care. I am a Reese cup monster at the end of the big day. Big old mess of soupy Reese cups. Just to I, give it, it to me. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever kind of peanut butter and chocolate cup you're giving to me, you know what? Specifically that Reese's type, like I am, I am all about it. I'm trying to think, like I, I love Milky Way. I don't think I've had Milky Way in like five years now. It's been a fucking minute since I've had. Milky I like a good Way. Milky Way, yeah. Good, I like Milky, a good Way. Milky Way, yeah. Uh, and I mean, are you Snick- do, Would you put Snickers above Milky Way? So I go back and forth on this, depending I, on how yeah. how hungry I am at the time. No, it's. <laughs> The Hunger Quencher. It's not called The <laughs> Hunger Quencher, but it's... I think most of the time, I, I tend to like Milky Way a little more than than Snickers, but, you know, sometimes uh, Snickers are really damn satisfying. Okay. That's uh, their actual tagline, is really pretty damn really, satisfying yeah, sometimes. Not too bad, yeah. Uh, I like 100 Grand, too. I, I, it's still called 100 Grand, right? I think it's still... I don't know. One of those puppies, yeah. But that was always was... a weird one to me, just because it's got a weird name. It's kind of a weird name, and they don't actually give you a full bar. I don't understand what that's about either. A bunch of assholes. But uh, that uh, payday, I haven't had a payday in a while. Those are eh, fine. Pretty yeah, I mean, they're not. I'm not like losing my mind over them, but they're pretty. Yeah. Uh, I like me some take five. I like some take five. Ooh, take fives are good. Yeah. I like oh, take you know five what? A lot. Uh, Charleston shoe. What do we have thoughts on that? I like Charleston. What's shoes, in the Charleston not... shoe again? Oh, I. Uh, chocolate and then it's like uh, oh it's just chocolate and, and peanuts right no it's not yeah, it's, it's philadelphia not peanut, it's not oh no no that's a peanut shoe no no i'm thinking peanut of shoe. uh what's in <laughs> it's like I, I just completely mixed up the charleston tappy. shoe and the it's peanut like, shoe. Uh, oh yeah yeah it's kind of like nougat. the um uh yeah i'm i'm okay with that it's not too my much top five it's not my top five it, it's a lot of chewing i will say that i'll go candy Right Where do you come down on Skittles? I used to really like Skittles. I used to fucking love I'm Skittles. Just like, yeah, they hurt my teeth. Oh, by the way, real quick, uh, ranking of forty Halloween candies uh, from nastiest to next. What? I don't even know what that means. But Reese's is first, by the way. So you're first, and uh, Sour Patch Kids are third. It looks like. Um, but I Skittles, enjoy some Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, it's not my. I don't know if it's top five for me, but I, I like some Sour Patch Kids. I, I do. I mean, Sour Patch Kids were the one. If I had one candy, I think it would be. And I don't know why. Like it's just it's really just like. Swedish fish with a bunch of sugar on it, but I guess I guess it's a sugar factor. Yeah, I mean the sour uh, flavor can be pretty satisfying sometimes. Sour Skittles is what I fuck with. Regular Skittles, not a big fan. I want to tear up the roof of my mouth with those sour Skittles. That's what I'm trying to do. And it oh, usually you does. do tear off the roof of your mouth. With them. Oh yeah, it's like that and Captain Crunch. If you have those both in the same day, you're going to the, <laughs> the next day and they're doing surgery somewhere on your mouth. Like it's just bad news bears. Yeah. Oh man, Butterfingers. I've not had a sour Skittle in a hot minute. Butterfinger. Talk about a candy you have to be in a specific mood for. <laughs> Talk about a candy that will ruin your teeth. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely it's just fucking yeah. I like it, it but it is stuck it's in every crevice in your mouth. Yeah, it it really does. They they nailed that angle of it. I don't know what it is, but they yeah, it's fuck it's a fucking like, mess to eat. But they do it does hit the spot every once in a while. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm gonna pull a filling out when I'm pulling the butterfinger <laughs> like crust out of my teeth. Whatever you call it. Like whatever the filling is, it is hard as a rock, but it's it tastes pretty good, but it's really hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. And no, sticky. it is uh it is really yeah, it's just it's too uh, I'm getting too I'm worried about my teeth now. Like I'm just worried I'm gonna if I hadn't been to the dentist recently, I would be very worried about it, but I, I'm i okay. Where do you land on, and these might be the final two here, but the, uh, like, I feel like Milk Duds and Whoppers are in the same, like, genre of candy that nobody cares about, but they're not bad. That's my stance. Like, if they were in the Easter basket, I was like, cool. Yeah, like, they wouldn't be the thing you'd, like, instantly inhale, but you're like, all right, it's a good, like, day two or three snack there. I'll, I'll, I'm still benefiting from the Easter basket, but, like, uh, I mean, I, I, I can leave Milk Duds. I, I like Whoppers, but Milk Duds, now, it's kind of, I don't know. Now, where do you come not, down on the old Cosmo Kramer favorite, the Junior Mint? <laughs> I I don't like mint in my candy. I don't know what to say. Like, that's a, not a fan. Okay. I, I, sometimes I, just, I really yeah. like a junior mint. Depends. If I, it, sometimes I like it. I like. I've never been like you know. I've never been in a Seven Eleven and you're like, let me go. Let me go grab this York Patty. Like you know, I, I've always been. I I've, I've drunkenly done that before. Well, okay, drunkenly. Like, that's a different animal. We're talking. I've never well, had Caesar sober. So I mean, like it, we're it, talking. Yeah. It's a pretty good movie candy, though. You know why? It's not. It's not loud. You just oh, put it in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, that is true. Melts. Yeah. <laughs> You just kind of mash it up with your tongue in the roof of your mouth. It's like the anti, <laughs> the anti sour skittle. These are great for movies because they're quiet. I just never. It's a pretty good explanation, though. I mean, it's not. It's not a problem in 2020 because yeah. you're not going to the fucking hey. movies anymore. But it's. Yeah. yeah. These are the uh, things I think about. <laughs> I can't even remember the last. Fuck! I don't remember the last movie I saw in theaters. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. So, uh, what was the last concert you went to? Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I'll try. I'm not a big concert guy, but I haven't been to. Maybe I go to. I don't think I've been to. Oh, Jesus Christ! I think the last concert I went to was 2013, and I'm, I don't. Wow! Really? 2013? I think so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like if I've been to anybody since then. Holy put shit! Put a lot of my money. I put a lot of money in sporting events. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I can hear me. I want to, I, the, the whole thing was, um, Steve. What was the last sporting event you went to then? I went to, uh, the Flyers Coyotes game. That, uh, it was a loss in late November. They lost like three to one. The Coyotes, it was the most boring game ever. I think like Phil Kessel scored like six <laughs> minutes in. Like it was just not, yeah, it was no, but, uh, like I was trying to think of, uh, yeah, because concert, it was 2013, I took my ex to the fucking the Postal Service, so that was the last live music I saw. But, uh, you know, I've lost, uh, I've gotten into concert-going shape. I set up a bunch of concerts to go to with a couple of my buddies from home, too, like, before quarantine happened. Like, they were talking to me in, like, January, February about stuff, uh, like, in June. And then we were looking into it, and then uh, everything got shut down. So, it's not like I want to start going to concerts again, but I really, man, I, I can't even... I think that was the last one I went to, and it wasn't like an amazing concert. <laughs> it wasn't like, what about you? 
concert. You go to more I, concerts. Yeah. I, I have been to a concert in the past couple years, but I'm trying... I am trying to I feel remember. like I've been to one, but like I'm blanking on... Right. Like, I, that's where I'm at right now is I, I went to one... It... Was it Robert Plant? Was it the Smashing Pumpkins? Oh, you've mentioned I, Robert Plant. I remember you talking about. Like it might have been, that. it might have been the Smashing Pumpkins last summer. Little Billy Corgan. Little Billy Corgan. Hey, it sounded great. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Bill? Wasn't it? Uh, uh, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness was uh, twenty-five years, like last week, two weeks ago. Something like that. Yeah. Is that right? Jesus, dude, that's way too. Oh, I know. I, yeah. I mean, I know yeah. Bridges of Choir. Yeah, that's where. Two old men now. Pearl Jam annoying. doing a bunch of 30th anniversary. <laughs> like, they just reissued. They just reissued MTV Unplugged from back at, like way back when, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's been just... it's been a hot minute. God damn, yeah, it's holy shit. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, shit. that's. I will tell you that is actually upsetting now that I realized. I think the last concert I went to was in 2013. Because like, uh, that's. I've been going to too many fucking Flyers games. And I think we all know that investment of money is it will probably be a lot better invested in like music or more movies or just not watching Andrew McDonald play live defense. That was probably I think that's where a lot of my financial losses come from, which is paying a lot of money to watch like Nick Grossman and Nick Schultz just fall over each other. <laughs> so <laughs> would you say it's a better investment of your money than these new Dallas Stars jerseys. Oh, baby. You, you goddamn, you sassy little bastard. Yeah, it was, uh, I would say, uh, no. I, I like these jerseys. I'm going to say that. You like them? Wow. I'm one of the five people in this uh, in North America that likes these jerseys. I, I also like, uh, my buddy Steve sent, uh, shared with me uh, a tweet from Magic's Gopher. Gopher? I don't know. But he did the same thing with the Flyers jerseys. And I like those more than the rumored or the leaked uh reverse retro jerseys honestly uh Steve. what i like yeah. about these stars jerseys and i did like that mock-up that was a good one that was that was yeah. well what i like about these stars jerseys is they fucking went for it they uh, went for it like when a lot of these teams will go for weird jerseys like they don't go far enough the star said yeah you're gonna see these <laughs> you're a hundred percent gonna see it yeah see like it's that i I just like, like yeah. I I want like a team to do blacklight jerseys now. <laughs> like, oh, let's just shit. go nuts. Yeah, let's fuck, let's do it. Fuck yeah! If we're if we're ever getting live hockey back and with fans in the in the stands, we need to do that. They just turn down the a, lights and just glow in the dark for everything. You do the entire glow in the dark game, and then afterwards you have a Pink Floyd concert or uh, like a you turn it into the um... <laughs> Roger Waters is <laughs> intense. Yeah. Well, not, I was thinking like uh, the planetarium, like Pink Floyd show, like oh, the yeah, Laser oh, Floyd. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's <laughs> you just do Laser Floyd afterwards. <laughs> it's already it's already dark enough for it. I see. Like I, I also don't know if I just like these jerseys a lot because all they're shown is this guy with a really uh, dark visor, like a really heavily tinted visor. And I don't know if that part makes me like the entire jersey because I think this old getup looks pretty good. Like I just think it's pretty that's banging. All. Yeah, I, th- that could be what it is. Yeah, it's just the black and green, and then the dark ass visor, and you can't. But I no, I like the the general idea of like the darker jerseys, and then the lighter. Um, yeah, like the Flyers did it too, where it's just Flyers logo is orange. Like there's almost the entire Flyers logo is orange. The numbers and the um, 
the names and the letters are in orange, uh, orange collar and then an orange uh, bottom. And like uh, on the wrist, it's orange too. I don't know. It looks to me that looks like I, I, I don't absolutely hate that jersey. Well, that's what I liked about the the Magic Scofer mock-up one that he sent our way uh, was just that the the orange on the black and just having that contrast is nice like that's i think one of the the things they did well on the uh the the stadium the lincoln financial field game that they played against the penguins was just like yeah i know those jerseys people generally didn't love but like i did like having the the clear contrast and i think the orange on the black looks uh pretty nice so it's and I almost wonder if they did it outline style instead of having it like filled in would be even better. But it's, I just like that they went for it. Like it's like audacious. It's this, I joke that it was, it reminded me of like nineties, like hologram comic book covers. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love going for it. Like, yeah, you know what? If they're going to do these weird reverse retro jerseys with the ducks yeah you know what bring back wild wing you know what the la kings bring back the burger king jerseys let's just go nuts you want to get nuts let's get nuts well speaking again nuts what do you think about these uh golden knights jerseys the what are they being called reverse retro fourth jersey yeah i'll tell you what it's a hot mess and it feels like a jersey i'm gonna like pulling out like nhl 2023 that's the only excitement I got out of this. Is these are an absolute atrocity. Like they are just. This like, is from Simbin, like... uh, the Simbin Las Vegas too. That was the first one that they I think had the leak on the jerseys. They look like rejected Florida Panthers jerseys. They kind of do, actually, a little bit. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It kind of reminds me of like the old. Uh, uh devils or not devils uh the stars jersey uh i forget what they call it now everybody has a nickname for it the motorist yeah that uh, that's sort of yeah okay so that yeah yeah that's probably why i didn't want to yeah, yeah i know what you're uh, talking yeah, about gotcha. yeah. they are infamous. it kind of looks like no, that. It, yeah. it has that late 90s early 2000s kind of feel to it like the the like chrome flyers logo like bullshit yeah exactly yeah and it's the except uh, with better sleeves because i will never forgive those chrome flyers jerseys for having that weird like whatever it's doing with like the the white on the side by the numbers or it's like this like pop out like i I just hate it so much but this at least has some symmetry to it it's it's not good but it's very (laughs) it's very late 90s early 2000s yeah yeah and for those uh i guess that haven't seen it or i'm gonna look it up or whatever uh they're using the golden knights uh second logo it's the main logo and then doing the um the helmet that you're all familiar with on the on the sleeves and then it's like green gold and black lining on the sleeves and the bottom and then just a different shade of red it's like their color red is the main color on the jersey so it's i guess it's fine for that for like i don't know i don't think the red goes very well with the rest of the colors though yeah because they're they're like vegas gold they're like gunmetal gray and like straight up black like the red's really friggin bright against those yeah oh yeah yeah no that's true i'm also actually i actually like the other vegas the vegas third they unveiled the uh the gold ones they have like i don't think like i personally wouldn't like wear one ever but it's very vegas like it is a gaudy vegas jersey and i like it for that yeah i I was gonna say real quick i also realized i i'm pretty sure these are legit or they've been kicked around but uh they may have not been i saw a bunch of like fake jersey ideas that people were coming up with during uh there was one that i thought was interesting 
that wasn't real was the uh, San Jose Sharks doing the California Seals kind of like Outlook. Like it just said sharks instead of seals, and it was like the uh, the like the the teal and the yellow and the. I'm white. into that. Yeah, I like that too. And then like I found it like two seconds later, it was like, oh, this is absolutely fake. So I believe, yeah, the reverse retro for the Golden Knights should be a legit thing. But I'm just throwing it out there. That I want that. the Jets to do like a weird like Thrashers throwback too. While we're at I it. saw some. I, it was. I guess it must have been. Um, like if the Hurricanes can wear. Yeah. If the Hurricanes can wear Whaler stuff. There's no reason the Jets can't do a hilarious yeah. Thrasher's throwback. Well, I was going to say, somebody did, like, uh, a Photoshop of, like, Line A and a Thrasher's jersey with, like, their old third jerseys. Like, the one that wasn't, it looked like the, it was just, like, the weird bird on the front. And then um, the other one was the uh, Nordiques for the Avalanche. So they had McKinnon in, like, the old Nordiques jersey. And I, I mean... I'm here for, I'm here for them bringing back all the old jerseys. I don't understand why those two haven't happened. Bruins need to go back to having the bear on the jersey. Oh man, like the, the bear. Uh, that thing rocks. Sabers need to bring back the um, uh, the bison head, the buffalo. Head. Yes, not yeah. the buffalo slug. Uh, people often confuse. No, not the buffalo. Not the buffalo no, 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 no. slug. The buffalo slug was terrible, but the the bison head, the, the one that was like the badass, like you know, snorting flames. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, such like... an extreme, extreme nineties <laughs> logo right yeah. there. Yeah, but they need to have like. Need to come back. I'm telling you, like, I baseball does it. Just have like, uh, one or two games for retro throwback jerseys. They season. really should. And it's simple because guess what? After they wear them, just donate or not donate, but put the jerseys up for auction, uh, to for charity. Like that's a no brainer. I think they do that in the minor leagues a lot too, where they wear their special like crazy jerseys. Like, oh, we're gonna wear Game of Thrones jerseys, and then we auction them all off for. For charity at the end of the game like this is like this is great fan engagement stuff it's a great chance to sell merchandise which the nhl definitely wants to do and yeah that's my thing is the is the fan friendly weird stuff yeah i didn't mean the cut but like though just keep making the fucking jerseys and then you leave it up on the website and then you know idiots like us are just gonna buy them eventually i don't know i like, i could have wasted so much money already flyers like this is yeah come on yeah, come on, the Flyers. You know that we're willing to just throw a lot of money at your stupid-ass jerseys. So just make as many as possible, and we'll probably get, like, half of them. Somebody's going to buy it. Like, I I can't even tell you how often I go on eBay just to see what jerseys are out there. Just to, <laughs> I never buy them because I don't trust eBay at all, but I, yeah. I'm always looking around, and it's the fact that I can't just go on to the NHL shop instead of, you know, all fanatics garbage and just get like a cool old retro flyer shirt. The only one they offer right now is Paul Coffey, who was a flyer oh. for a minute. <laughs> yeah, just uh, that's a really good choice. I hope they have uh, Paul Coffey, uh, Adam Oates, and Pavel Tabina as their three jersey options for guys that played like a total of, I don't know, <laughs> like 15 games. Something like that. The yeah. yeah, something obnoxious like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so where do you. Do you want to talk about the John Taffer thing? Or do you care? Do you want to move on to... Uh... So what? what is the John Taffer thing? Because oh, I don't I know. I you, saw... Yeah. I, I'll I actually... tell you, after I saw the news earlier today, I'm not sure... I'm not sure I'm going to be mentioning uh, Mr. Taffer as much on this uh, Oh, okay. Podcast. Never mind. I did not see he that. Was, yeah, he okay. was talking to uh, to our uh, good old Orange Blob president. Our, our, our boy? Yeah. Good old Donnie T? Okay. Yeah, Donnie T. Yeah, talking we'll talking about running for a position yeah, one on. day. Some, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's go. Shut it down. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, I'll do the game that uh, you uh, game. abruptly uh, told me we should not do. Oh and God, then uh, so led to a huge podcast dispute. Uh, I didn't show, you know, I, I question whether or not I should show up tonight, but I didn't want to do it to the fans. But I'm here. And um, Steve, this is a game I like to call Flyers Draft Pick or Parks and Rec Actor. So got seven of these choices, and these are either any Flyers Draft Pick any point in time in history. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> and then also uh, Parks and Rec actors, and I didn't give any slam dunks like Adam Scott or uh, Ben Schwartz. I see why you are so you were so upset about not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. We've got this. I'm into it. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, Tuck Watkins. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go with, you said hockey player or... Uh, yeah, it's either character. it's either Flyers draft pick or Parks and Rec character. I'm gonna go Flyers draft pick. So Tuck Watkins was Pistol Pete on Parks and Rec, <laughs> so that would be yeah. Oh, so he's that. the actual actor, Tuck yeah, Watkins. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So actual. I'm sorry. I see. Uh, yeah. Well, so I wouldn't have known that anyway. Name. So well done. Okay. All right. Nice. Okay. Or actor's name. Yeah, because I didn't want to just be like yeah. Because if I tell you the actor, Retta. Name, probably. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, no, so over one, that was a little bit of a misleading question, though. So number two, I mean, that's John... a good Flyers draft pick name. That's yeah. Speaking of good names, uh, John Eichelberger, John Eichel. sandwich version of Jack Eichel. Yeah, John Eichelberger. <laughs> Where you leaving there? That's a pretty good joke right there, Craig. I, I gotta admit. Thank you. I try. You know, I I, I get so many off, and there's only like fifteen percent that people appreciate. But you guys will see. I, I can't wait until this, this podcast is gonna take off. Once on once on buried posthumously, it's just gonna be it's just gonna skyrocket. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec actor. John Eichelberger was a center taken in the two thousand draft by the Flyers, seventh round, two hundred tenth overall. Uh, really good at hockey. Zero NHL games, zero AHL games, ten ECHL games. So Flyers scouting oh, so added again. Oh, significant flyer. Oh yeah, definitely. You should have known that name. People should uh, question whether or not I like the team now. And moving this on, number is, three. <laughs> this is the best game you've had in a minute. I, I've been thank you. So far. I know. I uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's been a second since I've uh, it's been a while since I've uh, put together a good game. So number three, John Carter. Give a real bland ass name and see which way you lean with that one. Yeah, that is a bland ass. Real bland. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec actor. John Carter was a center taken in the 2004 Mother. draft in the ninth round, 291st overall. Never played beyond D3 college. All right, Steve. Uh, you got four more here. You've missed the first three. I'm not doing good at this. You look for I'm 2010 Flyers. I believe in you. No, I sir, think, I don't like it. I think I do like it, it though. It's a, it's a good it's a good it's game. A, All right. <laughs> I think you got it. So, Colton Dunn. Oh, that's a Parks and Rec actor. I think he played one of the. Uh, one of the like animal control guys, oh, right? My God, I'm giving you bonus points. You got two points for that. Colton Dunn, he played <laughs> Brett, animal control. Uh, he was not the creepy uh, small guy. Uh, it was uh, oh my God, the guys he... that we have insultingly been compared to from the <laughs> yeah, we are people did the like the... flyers Twitter as parks yeah. and rec people. We are the uh, which uh, I guess uh, kind of rubs us the wrong way, but I guess uh, whatever. But it's also better than so falls show, in that so category. I guess I'll take yeah. that. Who somebody made me Kevin from the office when they did that? I think that was Jake. So Jake, I got nothing. I'm still offended by that. Well, I I mean, would you rather be Kevin or nothing? I mean, Hmm. 
Yeah, there you go. So that's how we're I mean, anyway, better Brett, than Toby. Better than Toby. <laughs> yeah, I am happy it was not Toby or um Oh my god, who's the weird guy that we always make fun of? Uh, Gabe. Ugh. Gabe, the worst. Yeah, Gabe the is worst. the worst. Yeah. The worst. Uh, but yes, <laughs> John Ralphio is pretty nice for the uh yeah. Parks and Rec show. Yeah, so Brett was a uh, part of Animal Control and he also plays Garrett on Superstore. Another show that right. we talked about and I like. So uh, it's easy. I'm giving you two for that one, two for four. Uh Shane Kenny. Mm-hmm. Shane Kenny. So two for four gave you bonus points last time. Shane Kenny lean uh, could lean either way. Very uh again, two first names. Uh, I'm going actor on this. One. Uh so Shane Kenny was taken in the nineteen ninety five NHL draft, she- second round, fortieth overall, second round pick, Steve. You should have known that. D man who played twenty four NHL games <laughs> and sixty three. ECHL games. I just, I laughed at the fact that I just told you you should have known that, and then he played a collective she- like eighty five minor league games. Yeah. So, all right, <laughs> two for five. Uh, number six. Yeah, you still got, you got this. Number six, Paul Schneider. Paul Schneider is an actor. He was on season one. He played uh the 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 guy that Leslie Nope had a crush on that like was the architect or whatever. I'm giving you a half a point for that. You nailed the exact character outline. It's Mark Brandanowitz. It's, it's, it's that's literally who it is, though. You, you got it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're killing it right now with the uh, yeah. So that's the two people I did know. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of them have been uh, Parks and Rec actors so far. So last one. Let's see if he's also the uh, Parks and Rec actor or a Flyers draft pick. So Jay Jackson. Ooh man, that's a tough one too because. Uh... So closely resembles uh, famous Flyers broadcaster uh, Jim Jackson. <laughs> Good old JJ, yeah. JJ. Did this JJ, was this JJ drafted by uh, the PFs, or did he play on a PNR? Oh, there you go. A lot Spicy. of letters. Don't a lot of letters. Uh, I am going to go with Flyers traffic. He was Pert Hapley. Pert Hapley! There you go. Damn, so, and to uh, take a uh, leave from Pert Hapley, you in just today. Steve was bad at this game. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast. Yeah. I should go. That's something. That's you know, the new promo for the, the podcast right there, <laughs> by the way. I don't know if I've... I don't think I've watched Parks and Rec during quarantine, which is... Well, I have. A song. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I haven't seen live music in almost a decade. I haven't been watching Parks and Rec when we've been forced <laughs> inside. Like, I'm just living on the worst timeline here. I mean, I just see the same bands from the '90s over and over. So that's where still I'm seeing at. a lot. You're still seeing bands though. Like I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm going to shows I don't want to go to apparently. But anyway, speaking of shows that you know we, not that we don't want to go to or know, we don't know anything about it. And quite frankly, I'm glad we don't. Know anything I, I don't about want it. to go to there. I, I'm, yes, I'm but, better off in my yeah. bubble. And uh, I'll tell you what, we uh, got a batch update again because we did not uh, take over Ian with the the scheduling this time, so we was able to pump one out and. Uh, Apparently, uh, I just keep hearing this season's pretty spicy. I don't have any clue what's, like, what's happening. It just sounds pretty ridiculous. So, uh, Steve, you want to get in there? You ready? Let's do it. Let's break it down. So, quote, we start off with a group date where Claire tests the contestants' love languages on what looks like a high school playset design for Romeo and Juliet. So we're off to a pretty, pretty good start. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know what love languages are. Continuing, Claire walks up to a balcony in the dude shower with compliments from below. Then the guys have to run back to their rooms and pick something out. 
something to give to Claire. Notables include the chess piece Ivan gives Claire, and one of the dudes gives her a baseball, which he wrote, don't complain, just figure it out on. So that guy a romantic. Yes, I'm. Did, Claire's got to be locking up that guy immediately. He's just did he get awful. exiled immediately from the <laughs> island or wherever the hell they're doing this? Like as soon as he got, yeah, got he got that. exiled out of the hearts of America because that is not a way. That's just not a good. Uh, I, I can't imagine any woman I have ever interacted with enjoying a message that says "Don't complain, just figure it out." Like that is. I think if I was I if I was coaching show, my son on things not to say, my hypothetical son on things not to say to a woman, like that would be maybe the top thing I'd say not to say to a woman. I was gonna say, uh, why don't you just uh, write down your uh, next note to uh, M on the birthday present you give to her for her next birthday and see how that goes over. Just let us know how that works out. It feels no, like no, don't complain, just figure it out. Uh, yeah, just while you're yawning or something. You got anything for dinner? Yeah, just figure out the yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. That would not go well. So, uh, next one. Uh, the next quote love language is a physical touch. So one by one, the dudes strap on a pair of blinders and caress the bachelorette. The other dudes stand by for their turn. Excellent television, ABC. <laughs> oh man, this, <laughs> and just this sounds. sounds I, yeah. I like. I think. I don't know. I got goosebumps here in that. Like not in a good way. <laughs> Shivers up my spine. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, a- ABC is, uh, well, I mean, if they're having Jimmy Kimmel host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, maybe they really are reaching for content, so they don't have any football games on either, so. Uh, later in the first group date, they have a cocktail party where the guys spend quality time with Claire. Typically, dudes are stepping over each other to go have some time with the Bachelorette, but here they are all just sitting around. Claire comes out and asks why they aren't clamoring to see her pretty funny to be honest so that it's actually... just like the laziest sack of <laughs> shit the season they've ever had guys just, like, just like i don't fucking care I'm i don't know up. like are, are they all just depressed from quarantining before the show <laughs> it's and just... it, they never caught back up like they just vitamin d deficiency is just so not just does not give did a did they shit, not player. get their usual shipment of cocaine for the, <laughs> the contestants <laughs> Just insanely, just I. That's really, uh, yeah. That's pretty funny. That they're just like, eh, I don't, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll figure Meh. out. Come on, yeah. Uh, Claire takes J. Okay, so we got a Jason. Claire takes Jason on a one-on-one date to confront his demons. They write about oh, that's things the Halloween they, action I'm looking for. <laughs> they write about things they hate on tiles, which they smash on rocks. Some real cathartic shit. So yeah, actually, that is yeah, that is. How you probably get out uh, being on the Bachelorette is just uh, throwing a bunch of tiles at rocks and stuff. I love breaking tiles with uh, stuff I hate written on them. <laughs> Actually, not a lot. That does sound pretty cathartic. I mean, I'm gonna just go that do that outside with like rocks and neighbors' windows and see if it pans out. But probably not. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Charlie it. Kelly smashing the videotape <laughs> with like a, a brick or a rock or whatever it was. <laughs> that's another show i should go back i haven't we were i haven't watched I actually, any of that i, I recently restarted that and yeah 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 i, I uh, started that show a long time ago that's all i'm gonna say about yeah that. i was gonna say i think i did i remember trying to start that and remembering a line from the first episode i was like you know what maybe next time <laughs> but anyway yeah. uh next uh okay next claire and jason wrote letters to their younger selves and claire really works the angle of coaxing Jason's inner demons out. Uh, okay, no thank you to that. Pass on doing that. Steve, what would you write to your younger self if you had to write a letter to your younger self? Don't be an idiot. 
Mine would be journalism is going to be dead in 2020. Find another <laughs> way to make money. So that would be that. That would be younger Craig. If you're out there listening, don't don't do this. This is you. Yeah. Uh, last one. Mine would be shut <laughs> up and stop being so awkward. That's that's another good one. Yeah, grow a pair would have been a good one. They'll just have from grow, grow a yeah. pair would have been a great yeah, one for just, me. Just just yeah, GAP. Just send send letter. Yeah. Uh, um, last one. Oh wait, just, yeah, keep going. D- <laughs> Uh, just, just just style your hair and wear a non-sport shirt. That's all I want you to do for the oh, love of yeah. God. Style your hair <laughs> and wear a shirt that isn't a sport shirt. Come on, for the love of God. <laughs> awesome. Good advice. I don't know. Yeah, it's fitting that we have a podcast now. I got a lot of similarities here. So, um, last one. Out. Now, actually, I could tell my, my current self, you know, do your hair and stop wearing a sport <laughs> shirt. That's pretty much all I've done during quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, quarantine clothing, that's a little... Quarantine clothing is a lot of... Not a lot of pants going on. A lot of sweatpants. The new game, 8th grade Steve or quarantine Steve. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one. Next is the final group date where the dudes play strip dodgeball. All right, and I've never seen this many sensor bars on a TV screen. The losing team has to walk home naked. Uh... Yeah, that's that's about it. Claire straddles Dale at some point because he's the clear front runner, but nothing much else happens. All right, so Dale apparently Dale Vees is the guy we gotta watch out for. It sounds like he's the uh, he's the guy that Claire's interested in. And uh, I mean, Dale's got dodgeball. a great drum set. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if these guys are playing strip dodgeball, it'd probably be a lot easier to drag your balls across their drum set. The fun, <laughs> the fun. Th- I'm glad you caught the reference. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. The fun thing about strip dodgeball is it hurts more as you lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of keeping my clothes on during most games, especially when I'm out in public, just surrounded by guys. Uh, it doesn't really feel like a place to just be stripping down. Uh, but dodgeball, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like one hit of like those rubber balls against your skin in the middle of the back or something, I think I'll be done. I think I'll be, I, I think I'd play. No, thank you. Yeah, strip dodgeball for about five seconds, and then, uh, you know, I'm done. That's all I needed. I think I'm done with the Bachelorette. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's... That would be my proclamation. <laughs> I'd be like, nope. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, yep, that's uh, that's the Bachelor update. And, uh, yeah, so tune in next week to hear more about uh, Claire just getting mad at everybody, it sounds like. And also the guy's just kind of really half-assing it. Not really interested in the Bachelorette, which... Seems like a big issue with the show, but that's we'll let them figure that out, and uh, we'll go from there. I, I heard it was a spicy one this week, so I'm I'm excited. To I see am excited too. Yeah, we'll see how breaks. that. Yeah, I was gonna say I got a, I got a hint of that in the PSH uh, Slack where people were like, "Wow, that's crazy," and then I just refused to read up about it because I want to be oh, true no, to it's... the show, and I enjoy reading it live on this show with uh, Ian's touch of uh, the information. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers, please. Uh, and yeah, no, we, we got a tweet from uh, from uh, Anarcho Hockey who said, no idea what happened on The Bachelorette tonight, but it's all over my feed and I'm looking forward to The Batch up. <laughs> yeah, so we are, I, I think the thing is, because is we did Tuesday last week, we're going to blame it on the birds. Uh, it was a thing where we, like, this should have been the one last week if we had done Thursday. And then Ian, I think, is already sending me another one. That will be for next week. Oh, no. Oh, I was going bad. I'll figure it out. I, I have the match updates. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Go, Birds. Uh, and then before we get to around the league, I do want to bring up this joke because it is, it's by Fairly Level Parable, and somebody did tweet it at us, and I did enjoy it. 
Uh, this is from a friend of the show, Frank Haynes, uh, Delco Sal, at Frank Haynes one uh, He said, I can't help but think when I hear Dinosubris that someone in the Orr family should name their kid Dinos. Dinosaur has a nice ring to it. So, of course, oh. Frank, go fuck yourself, because that was a, the, a absolute top-tier dad-level joke. But uh, And uh, it, it was great. And also, um, I remember uh, telling my dad that I wanted to name my kid Dinos when I was like in first grade. And then he said he may want to talk to your wife first about that. So that was, uh, I don't think Dinos will go over that well uh, right now. I, I think Dinosubris is the only Dinos I know. I don't think there's another one out there. You know, it, it says a lot. If the Flyers won the Cup this year, we might have a lot of Dinosaurs out there, but they did not. That so is true. It's, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, It's like all those kids named Chase that were on the Philadelphia <laughs> area. Now. And there are a yeah, lot. That's yeah, that's true, actually. A lot of people named their kid Chase about uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. And well, I mean, it was a pretty good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, around the league, uh, I already touched on uh, the Mitchell Miller stuff. Martin Hansel has retired. 338 points in 637 games over 12 seasons between the Coyotes, Wild, and Stars. Last played in 2018 19. A couple of pretty notable names joined different uh, benches. Todd Richards joins the Predators uh, bench where he'll be an assistant. He had been with the Lightning since 2016-2017. Last head coaching job was with the Blue Jackets before John Tortorella came in in 2015-16. And then former Flyer player and assistant coach Kevin McCarthy will now join Laviolette's bench yet again in Washington. Uh, And uh, he was an assistant with the Flyers from mid-2009-10 to the very start of 2013-14 when he was here with Laviolette. And... McCarthy was also with Lobby Light in Carolina and also with Lobby Light in Nashville. So he is, he is Lobby Light's uh, Mike Kitchen, uh, for that reference. Uh, Colorado Arena, I, this is, I put this in here because it makes me laugh. Colorado, you seen this? You heard about this? Colorado Arena is now named Ball Arena. Uh, was the Pepsi Center from 1999 until recently. And then uh, the good old Ball Company uh, bought them and named it uh, Ball Arena. So there you go. I can't believe they didn't go with the Bofa Center. <laughs> I guess they were just trying to get out on the. I don't have a pun for that, but yeah, the I, just, I can't believe there. the goddamn Mason Jar Company went out and arena's <laughs> naming rights. Yeah, I. So it really does surprise you what companies are like. You know what? Fuck it. Let's let's put our names on a stadium now. Like, like I would have. They not make Mason yeah. Jars. Yeah, they just That's... absolutely did not. I don't think they had the the, the money in there. Uh, yeah, for. Well, the thing is, there. like. They didn't name it the Ball Mason Jar Company. Like they no, they called it Ball <laughs> Arena. So it's just it's just yeah. up for ridicule for all time. And the fact that Joe Sackick is their GM and it's Ball Arena, it's just it's a complete. It, it, it's just too easy of a joke. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's, it's just right there. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh relieved assistant GM. Speaking of uh, easy jokes. Jason Carmanos of his duties. Uh, fancy stats boy Sam Ventura will assume Carmanos' duties in the meantime. And then also, according to the athletic Rob Rossi, uh, athletic Rob Rossi, Dale Town is being considered as an option for the Penguins' uh, front office role. And Dale Town had recently been cleared of whatever bullshit accusations or whatever the hell the, the the whole thing that they were talking about him with the Panthers apparently had been cleared of that but whatever. Oh, we didn't even know that you know, Matt Dunn was uh, yeah, a black yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, no, he did nothing wrong, they said. Uh, and then also uh, the Penguins added Trevor Daly as a hockey operations advisor. So, um, that's what the Penguins are doing. Uh, the Coyotes have had conversations with Shane Doan about possibly returning to the organization. 
Jay Dunn is currently with uh, NHL Hockey Ops, and that's via Elliot Freeman. Uh, it's Thomas. like he never left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Elliot, bring him back. Yeah, he's such a... He was so play for good. The freaking Phoenix Coyotes and Winnipeg Jets for 40 years? Something like that? Like, it felt he, like 40 he, years. He helped build the Jets franchise in Winnipeg. Uh, he was there from the start, uh, back or way back. Uh, and then he played with the Coyotes forever. He played like 20 seasons and got about 60 points, but uh, because he just played with the Coyotes his own whole career, they... Uh, Decided he was good at hockey, and he's been getting a lot of love. So that's Shane Doan's career. Shane Doan's career. Um, Shane Doan, often rumored to be traded to the Flyers for his grit and hustle, and thank God he wasn't because... Thank God. He there was not been good. There was a timeline where I think Shane Doan and also Daniel Cleary were supposed to be on like the uh, the 2012-13 short roster, which, man, that team was already hot ass. Could you imagine if... Yeah, yeah, those two guys to that list... Woof, Homer's yeah. team. Yikes, exactly. Uh, Rick Bounis is now officially the head coach of the Stars after his interim stint. Uh, Bounis took over for Jim Montgomery after he was like, oh, I believe in December of last year. He's going to look oh, good blown the... in the dark. That's right. Yeah, he gets away with those jerseys too. So uh, he led Dallas to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2000. He also went 20-13-5 during the regular season in replacement of uh, Montgomery. Also with the Stars, Dennis Gurionov stays for two years, $2.55 million a year. Alex Galchonyuk, who we already made the joke about, uh, going to Ottawa for one year, $1.05 million next season. He had a third overall pick in 2012, had 24 points in 59 games last year uh, for the Penguins in the wild. Uh, Dmitry Kulikov to the Devils. Big, big fan of that signing. I like what they're building out there in Jersey. Uh, one year, $1.15 million. Again, this signing is dumb because it doesn't give you the option of protecting somebody for the expansion draft. This signing is also going to get made fun of. Chris Russell signs an extension with the Oilers through 2021-22, making $1.25 million in 2021-22, but he can be left out as an option uh, for Seattle to pick up the expansion draft. So I kind of get that extension a little bit more. Um, Patrick Maroon and Luke Shen are going back to the Lightning. Maroon, two years, 900 k a year. Shen, one year, 800 k Travis Dermott stays with the Leafs for one year, $874,125. Josh Levo and Dominic Simone are going to the Flames. Levo, one year, $875K. Simone, one year, $700K. Nikita Nestroff is back in the NHL with the Calgary Flames. He spent the last three seasons in the KHL and last played for the Montreal Canadiens during the 2016-17 season. Also played with the Bolts that season. Uh, Oscar Fantenberg doing the opposite. He's leaving the NHL and joining the KHL where he played for Ska St. Petersburg. B-Man had six points in 36 games this year for the Canucks. Um, and then last but not least, wanted to uh, mention this uh, little uh, bit of news from uh, Slam and Sammy that uh, apparently uh, AV in an interview with Zach Hill today said that his mom is having a challenging time battling dementia. He said that she recently used to recognize him every other time that he would go visit her, and now it's about every fifth time. So I thought we would just say that uh, AV... I. I know that sucks, and uh, sorry to hear that, and I hope it gets better. Yeah, right. that, that sucks, yeah. and it's really just awful suck. to yeah. hear for, for Big Al, and, you know, best of luck with that. Yeah. It's just uh, terrible. Yeah, it really, it really is terrible. So, um, But that's uh, that's end, ending the around the league on a, on a quiet note, so that's that. Um, yeah. Yes, but on a, a fired-up note, as you, you have here, it is too late. If you have a mail-in ballot, it is too late to mail that back in. Yes, Mail's a mess. All sorts of tomfoolery going on with the back end about accepting it after November 3rd. Do not mail it in at this point. Make sure 
that you take it to a drop-off point, a drop box for that, if you have a mail-in ballot and you are submitting that way. Or, you know, vote in person if you can. So do not try to mail it in at this point. And as I am going to state at the beginning of the show and state again here, please get out there and vote. Very, very important. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. Um, and that was the big thing. Uh, I think 2016 people didn't feel like it was necessary to vote or that their votes didn't matter. And uh, this year should be the exact opposite. I mean, it should especially be... Especially yeah. in this state, in the state oh, of Pennsylvania. especially in Pennsylvania. Yep. It is... Every vote counts in the state. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah. It's so... Get out there and make your voice heard. So... Uh, I am Steve. I am one of the crazy people. I'm I'm just getting up and going Tuesday morning. I'm gonna go stand in line, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and do it. Do any mail-in idea? Yeah, it was just uh, I don't know. I just feel like if I get up early enough, I don't really care how long it takes. I mean, I'm not gonna be doing anything else that day. So, <laughs> hey man, yeah. as long as you're getting out there and doing it, that's all that matters. Yeah. But just wanna. Spread that information. It is too late if you are trying to mail it in. Do not try to mail it in. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that is around the league. And before you throw it to me, Steve, all I'm going to say is it's the same goddamn articles I've been trying to say I'm going to write for the last couple of weeks. Except next week, I'm going to get it done. I know next week, it's uh, that's a tough guarantee because... Oh, man, you're, you're just... You're just it's a lot of stress. stuff right now. Just... I know. I know. I know. I know. And I... Uh, but, you know, she's probably going to be more pissed next week when I don't do it again. But in the meantime, I might, I think I'm going to do it next week. I'm just. Craig's going to write some stuff and it's going to be good. Yeah. If I, I, I have to say I'm going to do it, I have to get it in a recording. So then I get, I, I, I am forced to. Everybody harass yeah. sports Let, not dad on Twitter. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not, to get <laughs> let's not go his tangy tent out there. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit people with the tangy tent. I'll, I'll throw it on the, uh, Good old Twitter timeline in a couple days here. But, uh, yeah, the first one I am doing is a Tyson Forrester season breakdown, which I've been saying for a while now. So it's this thing where I'm going to go to, I'm going to map out all of the uh, goals he took. And depending on how much uh, information they sell with the OHL site, I'm going to do the, going to map out all the shots too, and then break down how he scored all the goals, got all of his assists, and whether or not he was really creating them or he set up goals and plays were set up for him, uh, what strength they were at, cycle, rush, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so really, in, it should be a pretty in-depth breakdown whenever I get around to doing that article. So when you guys are reading it right before Thanksgiving, it should be, it'll be, it'll be pretty good stuff. It'll be good. A good read. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. You can reach Craig at sportsorbad on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach me at flyperbole or at estebomb, but for your hockey needs, make it flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, like Broad Street Hockey on terrible, terrible Facebook, and be sure to rate and review the podcast. God, I am done with Facebook, and I was done with the players, but I'm more done after reading some articles recently. But anyway, folks, we really appreciate all the support. Wear a mask, wash your hands, get out there and vote. We love you. We will talk to you next week. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, 
but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. What once seemed improbable is happening now. Insurance is front and center for tech companies who are finally commanding the space they occupy in every other industry. Behind the disruption is Cover Genius, the insure tech for embedded insurance that protects customers of the world's largest digital companies. Available at Amazon, Intuit, Flipkart, eBay, Booking.com, Skyscanner, Ryanair, and Southeast Asia's largest company, Shopee. Cover Genius's platform makes it easy for their global partners to embed insurance and warranty bundles, and especially rundles within their booking path or signup, connecting customers with the protection they need. And with global licensing and end-to-end capabilities across all industries, from property to travel, fintech, logistics, the gig economy and retail, CoverGenius can build and distribute any kind of insurance and process claims in all 50 states and in more than 60 countries, all through a single integration. Because your customers are at the center of everything, CoverGenius pays claims instantly and maintains an NPS of 65+, plus, the highest in an industry where traditional insurers rely on paper forms, missed calls, and mailed checks to deliver NPS below zero. Give your customers the peace of mind they deserve. Visit CoverGenius.com slash Vox today to learn more. CoverGenius, the insure tech for embedded insurance. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 